Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. So I think that he was either cheating or something very sus is going on. Okay, sorry, is this a friend of yours? No, I literally don't know these people. I've never met them in my life. Okay. Hi, I'm Madison Malone-Kircher. And I'm Rachel Hampton, and you're listening to ICYMI. In case you missed it, Slate's podcast about internet culture. Rachel, what's new with you? <laughs> Not much. Uh, went on a date on Friday night, which you know, uh, because <laughs> you stalked him online. Yeah, I did set you up with a very leading question. Uh, it's true, <laughs> I did. But I would say, one, I did research. What I did was not stalking. And two, it came from a place of love. Okay, I believe the second part, but the first part, I don't know if I quite believe because the way that you brought this up with me was not when I told you I was going on a date or when I showed you his Tinder profile. It was two days later when I mentioned to you that my roommate had also stalked him online and found his last name, which for people who have not been on Tinder, you can't see people's last names. So you generally don't know (laughs) who you're going into a date with, which I prefer. So I'm telling you, on Friday during one of our meetings, I'm like, yeah, my roommate is just, you know, a fucking private investigator. She found his last name. And then you just said his last name as if you had known him all your life. (laughs) Rachel, and I think our listeners are going to agree with me here. I did you a favor, a service. (laughs) I vetted him. I found Uh him. I found his Uh Twitter. I did a light keyword search of his Twitter to make sure the vibe (laughs) check passed. And then I didn't tell you because I knew I knew you didn't want to know. I think it's less the fact that you did it. It's that you didn't tell me until <laughs> I brought it up. And you were like, oh, yeah, of course I know his last name. I was I was shook to my core. I was speechless. I just started screaming in my apartment. <laughs> I was respecting a well-established boundary that had come from you. I will I will hear no complaints. That was the date. <laughs> that is uh <laughs> information that I shall not disclose on this podcast because some things are personal, unlike Madison's respect of my boundaries. <laughs> I know we keep saying this, but today's episode is in fact now our most requested episode ever. So many of you ICYMI guys, sorry, Rachel, have uh, been <laughs> unwittingly trapped in the saga of quote unquote couch guy and his long distance girlfriend on TikTok. Who exactly is couch guy, you ask? Great question. And we're going to give you the answer to the very best of Madison's, as we have described, incredible sleuthing abilities. I I am, in fact, just two kids in a trench coat. (laughs) A very nice trench coat. It's true. It's very chic. Uh, In for fall. More importantly, though, bigger than the question of who is Couch Guy, we're going to answer the very grammatically correct question of why is Couch Guy? Why did this seemingly innocuous video of a long-distance couple reuniting for a visit spark an entire internet's worth of discourse? The answer involves, bizarrely enough, John Mulaney and a psychological term coined in the 1950s that has become a Twitter buzzword du jour. 
Before we get into the episode, we want to give a bit of a shout out to all of the listeners who asked for this episode. Drum roll. Thank you to Dolly at Texan in NYC at Brandy C. Will at MYR Kitty at Abby underscore Bowerman at Sick Ass Foo at Bex Basil at Everyone But M and at DCR underscore IRL. Thank you so much. If we missed you, we still love you. You're perfectly imperfect, just like us. To begin, let's introduce you to our uh, our star-crossed lovers in fair TikTok, where we lay our scene <laughs> from FYP break to new mutiny, where the comment section makes a uh, commenter's hands unclean. I'm sorry, I can't keep this going. <laughs> that was incredible. William Shakespeare found dead. <laughs> now that we have murdered the great bard, we must now answer the question of who, why, what is a couch guy? To fully answer this question, we have to start we have to lay the scene with the inciting incident, which is a TikTok from at Lauren Zaraz that was uploaded on September 21st. It is one college student walking into a dorm room, wheeling a little suitcase, opens the door and walks into the room where there's six or seven people all sitting in like a common space. Her boyfriend is on the couch, uh, sitting next to a couple of women, and he looks surprised to see her. There's a little reunion scene. Fade out on the Ellie Goulding song. Oh, you see? Don't quit your day job. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> if you don't know that song, it's Ellie Goulding's Still Falling For You, which is now stuck in my head for the next 27 years. This video was uploaded on September 21st by Lauren Zaraz, a girl who goes to Purdue, who is surprising her college boyfriend by showing up to his dorm. The video is about 10 seconds long, and as of the time of the recording, this video has been viewed at least 52 million times and has over 107,000 comments on it, which is wild. It's wild mostly because what happens in this video is so innocuous. Why has this video been seen and commented on by so many people? It's because everyone and their mother is fully convinced that Couch Guy, whose name per Lauren's TikToks is Robbie, is cheating on her. To the point that there's become an entire cottage industry on TikTok around hashtag Couch Guy, 418 million views as of right now, full of people like hyper analyzing this video. People have been flooding her comments. I'm just going to give you a sample of some of the ones, some of the 107,000 comments on this video. It's so sweet. You surprised your boyfriend and his girlfriend. He hugged her like she was his aunt at Christmas dinner. Girls know vibes of other girls. We all got the same feeling. Sorry you don't want to see it. His boys and those girls know. And then finally, not bringing negativity, just reading the room bestie. I feel really badly for Lauren and, frankly, Robbie also, neither of whom asked for this. Rachel, has Lauren said anything since posting this TikTok? She has. She's actually made about 15-ish TikToks since then, but the one immediately after is her responding to some of these comments. Okay, y'all are driving me crazy with this phone comment. Not that I should be proving anything to you guys, but just to be stopped... So here's the video of me surprising him. What Lauren is responding to here is the absolute focus everyone 
has had on where his phone is placed at the beginning of this video. But it's not just her comment section that's doing this. There's also TikToks of people just describing the drama. She's pulling her suitcase behind her. She pushes the door open. It's kind of a party vibe. Okay. He's on the couch. There are three girls next to him. One of them actually shuffles away from him as they get closer. The girlfriend walks towards him and he stands up to hug her, but it's very awkward. Then a video came out this morning that shows that actually the girl next to him had her hand on the small of his back. So I think that he was either cheating or something very sus is going on. Okay, sorry, is this a friend of yours? No, I literally don't know these people. I've never met them in my life. Okay. Mm, there it is. There it is. Another subgenre of couch guy talk is now uh, we have videos of people just hyper analyzing the original video, you know, so-called body language experts and what have you. It's very much like TikTok's version of the uh, it's the, ja- oh, the, Zap- <laughs> the Zapruder film. I'm invested. Bounce, bounce, bounce. Pause. OK, let's zoom in a little bit. Rewind. You can see the phone in her hand right there. You can see the case right there. Boom. Computer enhance. <laughs> and then you have guys like this dude who's a says he's a misconduct attorney. I don't know. Just seems like a blatant cash grab. So I'm an attorney in South Florida, and for a living, I investigate misconduct of people and corporations. I've reviewed this video very carefully, and I've come to the conclusion, and I am convinced that Couch Guy's conduct is highly suspicious. And it's not just this investigation that is reminding me, unfortunately, of true crime TikTok that becomes a trend. People are also making spoofs of the original video, which I don't know about you, but this is that's that was my first interaction with this. I just kept seeing videos that started with that song and then somebody wheeling a suitcase in to find their partner cheating. There's one that takes place on Mount Olympus where Hera is walking in. The example you cited. (laughs) I have a brand. Anyway, Hera's coming in and sees Zeus with. um, um, How's that brand? (laughs) Not strong, apparently. Anyway, one of the many people that Zeus fucked. And all like the fucking gods are standing around just like, ooh, messy. We'll spare you hearing the Ellie Golding song over and over and over again, but know that there are many, many of those videos out there for any type of person. My FYP, unsurprisingly, was attacked by like the gay versions of those uh, where, you know, long distance lesbians, it's, it's, she jumps off the couch. She, in fact, built the couch just for you to sit on. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I prefer that. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> the thing here to remember is that. We do not know these people. Lauren and Robbie who? All we know is that a girl went to go visit her boyfriend and he was sitting on a couch. Yeah, the fact that there's a whole ass adult attorney shilling for his own misconduct practice using two young, I'm going to assume like 18 to 19 year olds relationship like it's some fictional television plot like i'm sorry that's gross it's just gross like all these fucking body language experts sitting there watching this video frame by frame as though this is their relationship or even that they know anyone involved in this i did lie a little bit when i said we don't know anything more about these people that's not totally true like you mentioned lauren has made a bunch of tiktoks and robbie has also made a few since the video went viral uh mostly noting that their relationship is fine and that uh They should be left the hell alone. Importantly, Robbie did not have a TikTok before this moment. 
he made one just to respond to the amount of shit that Lauren is getting. Can you blame him? I mean, no, not at all. But I'm just saying you made this man make a whole account just so that he could tell y'all to fuck off. Rachel, what was Robbie's first TikTok like? So he only has two. The first one is this sound. And on the screen is a caption that reads, Couch Guy here, you're welcome for getting you off berries and cream TikTok. But remember, (laughs) not everything is true crime. Don't be a parasocial creep. Go get some fresh air. Take care. Ideally, we would have Lauren and Ravi on the show to tell us their story themselves. And I'm not going to lie to you. We really tried. And by we really tried, I mean Madison once again proves that she is in the wrong line of work and should be two children in a trench coat somewhere solving crimes. Put succinctly, my research methods included, but are not limited to, a combination of Instagram, TikTok, Visco, Facebook, text messages to people I hadn't spoken to in a very long time, uh, and Twitter DMs from at least one stranger. Visco? The camera app? Oh my god, Madison, you're a genius. Both Lauren and Robbie have done a pretty good job of staying offline, so we're not going to blow up their spots too much. But I will say that uh, if you want to connect the dots, you can. And we did reach out, uh, but understandably, the couple is staying mum and uh, riding out the storm quietly. And who could blame them? Certainly not I. And you either. And importantly, we're not going to use the rest of this episode to speculate on what is going on with them because frankly i don't care instead we're gonna teach a bootleg psychology course with two liberal arts degrees strap in sit down because after the break we're gonna talk about parasocial relationships also known as the reason why i think taylor swift and i actually would be really good friends wow i was gonna say me and tom hiddleston should perhaps grab a drink someday we can all hang on the same wavelength we can (laughs) go over so well (laughs) More on me, T-S, T-H, and uh, R-H after the break. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7, U.S.-based, live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. And we are back with parasocial relationships dun 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 what exactly is a parasocial relationship why the fuck is everyone including robbie himself talking about it and are they inherently bad according to one madison malone kircher (laughs) (laughs) a parasocial relationship is and i quote a psychological term that dates back to 1956 
courtesy of Donald Horton and R. Richard Wall, who quainted to describe how people feel like they're in a real relationship with media figures, like television stars, movie actors, radio hosts. They don't actually know beyond engaging with their work. As the genius, the scribe, the scholar Malone Kircher wrote for Slate.com, it's a mid-century term that nonetheless gets tossed around on Twitter in 2021 with abandon about podcast hosts, teenage TikTok stars, and these days, John Mulaney. Okay, I wrote this weeks ago, not gonna lie, hella prescient. <laughs> so Madison, you wrote this piece, John Mulaney Doesn't Owe You Squat, phenomenal piece. It was in response to the kind of groundswell of emotion that came after news broke that Mulaney was having a child with Olivia Munn, right? That is true. Um, I mostly wrote it because I I found myself sitting in sort of this funny mental space where I was watching like hardcore Mulaney heads on Twitter working through their feelings in real time about John Mulaney, you know, quote unquote, letting them down by splitting up with his wife. I don't know if you know this, but John Mulaney was like part of his brand was being like the number one wife guy. Yeah, I found out about this after everyone started getting mad. I'm not quite in the Mulaney internet, but I did see how upset people were getting and was kind of surprised. It was a combination of his brand being so wrapped up in being married to Anna Marie Tendler and also that he very infamously had a recurring bit about how like he didn't want to have kids. They weren't going to have kids. They were going to be childless adults and that's totally cool and fine. We're never having kids. We have this grumpy ass French bulldog named Petunia and that's enough. Estate agent wanted us to have a baby more than anyone else in our lives, more than anyone in our family. She hinted about it constantly. Every room she walked into, she'd be like, so this could be an office? <laughs> or maybe a nursery? <laughs> yeah, haha, no, like we said, we don't know if we're gonna have it. No, no, I know, I know. You're not, you don't know if you're gonna have them, but yeah. A real 180 there, John. Real, well, real switch up. But, you know, people learn, people grow. And that seems to be what's happening with John Mulaney. The thing is, parasocial relationships with, like, celebrities and influencers may be the topic du jour right now. But what you're describing to me and what I have largely felt about parasocial relationships is that celebrities and influencers invite that kind of scrutiny into their lives. His comedy is based off of incredibly personal experience designed to get an audience to identify with him, which is kind of the point of celebrity at this point. Right. That was where I sort of landed by the end of this piece. I found myself having like a strange amount of empathy for people who were really big John Mulaney fans and were were hurt by this because look, on one hand, are you actually friends with John Mulaney? Should you chat him up with Petunia the dog at the dog park? No, absolutely not. But you're allowed to feel some kind of way about a person in whom you've invested time and energy and possibly your money. Like (laughs) celebrities only get to be celebrities if they have a two-way relationship with us, right? If they have fans. I mean, cynically, celebrities are trading on that kind of investment in their life. They are expecting to get money in exchange for offering tidbits of their life to their audience. And those tidbits do not represent their entire life, which is, I would think we're people get shit twisted is that they assume that you were seeing the totality of someone's life in their Instagram feed or during their comedy sets or whatever. But it's also disingenuous for people to kind of shame others for having an investment in celebrities when, again, that is quite literally what celebrities are inviting you in to do. To be completely candid, that little 
anecdote about my dating life at the top of the show designed to get y'all to identify with me. Mm, gotcha. <laughs> parasocial relationship. They're not inherently bad is the thing. Parasocial relationships are what make watching a show for a long time satisfying. They're what makes having me and Madison in your ears twice a week fun. We hope. Y'all don't know hope. us. Don't tell us if it's not. <laughs> yeah, please don't. We don't actually want to hear that. But just like y'all don't really know me or my dating life, we also don't really know anything about Mulaney, even if he kind of tries to make it seem like we do. I do think that obviously platforms like TikTok, which are designed for people to go viral, does kind of invite the question of, aren't you kind of asking people to observe and get invested into your life in exchange for social media fame? That is entirely true. But I think what we're seeing here is what has happened to so many people who have gone mega viral without expecting to is that nothing prepares you for the experience of going mega vi. Sounds dumb, but truly there is nothing like it. There is no guidebook. If I'm Lauren and I posted this, I imagine my thought is, huh, maybe a couple thousand or a hundred thousand people will see this heartwarming video, not maybe millions of people will watch this and parse every single frame of it trying to dissect my relationship. She didn't ask for that. She didn't. And she has repeatedly said in comments and follow videos that she does not want this kind of attention. And I think that is again, where people get shit twisted in regards to parasocial relationships is, yes, maybe, again, it's all about sense of scale. People are inviting you to observe parts of their lives. But the moment that they're like, stop, I do not like this. This is, in fact, deeply uncomfortable for me and invasive and crossing my boundaries. You need to stop. <laughs> <laughs> Of course, you can have healthy parasocial relationships with people. You know, I'm thinking, for example, like, I don't know, like I was at a Brandy Carlisle show this summer, right? Who's somebody I'm like deeply obsessed with and follow on every social platform. And just, you know, it makes being at that concert and hearing her music so much more special, right? Because you feel like you have this real connection and vibe, even though we are complete strangers. And that that has value to me, right? Like, even if we are never actually going to be friends, like, I got joy from that. That's cool. Uh, let's foster more of those and uh, less of tearing teens apart online. No, exactly. Like you, again, celebrity, the undercurrent of celebrity is parasocial relationships. And they, unlike the way a lot of people talk about them online, are not inherently bad. But uh, yeah, health is the name of the game. Quit being creeps. And instead, focus on having healthy parasocial relationships with us. Because we're very serious when we say we are obsessed with you all. You still don't get to know about my dating life. Until next episode. All right, that is the show. We'll be back in your feed on Saturday, so definitely subscribe. It's free and the best way to never miss an episode. Also the best way to maintain your parasocial relationship with me and Madison. Maybe next week, I'll actually tell you about the Tinder date I went on. I won't. But in the meantime, you can leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts and tell your friends about us. You can also follow us on Twitter at ICYMI underscore pod, which is also where you can DM us your questions like couch guy. And you can always drop us a note at ICYMI at slate.com.
ICYMI is produced by Daniel Schrader. Our supervising producer is Derek John. Forrest Wickman and Allegra Frank are our editors. And Alicia Montgomery is executive producer of Slate Podcasts. See you online. Or on the couch. To start off, we must introduce you to our star-crossed lovers. I should perhaps read this Yeah, you should say this. I just got here. Go for it. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, this is Dahlia Lithwick, host of Slate's legal podcast, Amicus. If you're listening to this show, you might be interested in Amicus's live show that we're hosting in Washington, D.C. on Tuesday, May the 14th. My colleague, Mark Joseph Stern, and I will be talking to some amazing guests, including Sherilyn Eiffel and a sitting state Supreme Court justice all about how originalism, a relatively recently invented way of interpreting the Constitution, has taken over the Supreme Court and radically reshaped the law. It's been doctrinal rocket fuel for the conservative legal movement and facilitated the rolling back of abortion rights, the expansion of gun rights, and the obliteration of the separation of church and state. And as another wildly consequential Supreme Court term careers to its end, the court's originalists are on a tear. But there's something you can do about it. And we hope you'll join us in D.C. on May 14th to explore the possible pathways out of the current situation. Go to slate.com slash amicus live for tickets.